Hello, Strong Fam. This is Laura, and you're listening to the Laura Strong Mom podcast. Before we get into this amazing episode with Domingo, I did want to say welcome. Welcome to season two of the Laura Strong Mom podcast. I am so thankful and so grateful for your support, and I am so excited to continue sharing my journey as I'm embarking in this new chapter of my fitness journey to become a hybrid athlete in addition to all of the learning that I am having with work on my personal development and just the experiences that I continue to have in my professional life, in my personal life, in my fitness. I also am very excited to continue sharing the courageous individuals, sharing their journeys, having them come on and be a guest. And I've said this from the start. My philosophy is to empower you and to help you realize that you have what it takes within. You have that greatness. You do. I believe you do, and you need to believe it as well. My goal is to empower you, to remind you that you have a voice. Your voice matters. Your story matters. And your story can uplift so many others. Just as I know my story has uplifted others, yours can too. You are so worth it. You always will be worth it. You are worth all your goals. You are worth all your dreams. You always are. And I wanted to remind you of that. And again, thank you so much for your support. It means so much. And I also hope to continue to be blessed to have this incredible platform to empower you in your journey. Without further ado, we are going to get started with season two, episode one. Thank you so much, fam. Take care. Hello, Strong Fam. This is Laura, and you're listening to the Laura Strong Mom Podcast. We are starting off Season 2, Episode 1 with an amazing and inspirational guest. His name is Domingo. Domingo is an incredible Olympic weightlifting athlete. In addition to that, he helps his clients and his athletes meet their goals, their fitness goals, with his company, Beyond Ordinary Training. Domingo is always helpful and he is always willing to help you meet your fitness goals if you're an athlete to help you meet your goals as well i am so excited to have domingo on to share his journey to empower you to help you become a better you because you are always worth it let's go Fam, this is Laura, and you're listening to the Laura Strong Mom podcast. On today's episode, I have another inspirational guest. His name is Domingo. Domingo, how are you doing? Oh, pretty good, Laura. How about you? I'm doing great. Thank you. I actually finished my second workout of 75 hard. As you know, I've been doing that, and so I'm feeling pretty awesome and definitely honored to have you here today. Oh, thank you. That's pretty, that's pretty great. I've, I've been seeing your videos, that seems pretty intense. It definitely is. It's more the physical part and the changes in my physique have been more secondhand. The main part has been just the mental fortitude. It's as Andy, who he developed this, is an Ironman for your mind. So it's been great uh, to develop great mindset. But enough of me. I wanted to talk about you, of course, that you're on. So can you tell us where do you live? Well, right now I live in Visalia, California. I've been here for like about three, going on four years. That is awesome. So how do you like it so far? It's nice. You know, it's a, it's a calm little little town. There's not much uh, going on all the time, but it's definitely a nice little place to live in. I like it. It's quiet. It definitely is, especially the downtown area. I know, obviously, right now, because of the COVID situation, things are not as they used to be. But have you explored the downtown area? Yeah, I've been through there like a couple of times already. I've seen all how all the businesses have to go out and have their little spaces on the streets. So it's pretty interesting to go through downtown these days. Yes, I've noticed that, that they have the 
tarp set up uh, yeah. for everyone to dine outdoors and the fans that have water mist coming out. I've noticed yeah. that, but I haven't had the opportunity to stop by and explore that area. So I'm sure it definitely is interesting and different, but I know that some people, you know, we do need to try our best and in the most safe possible to social distance. So that is awesome. If you don't mind me asking, where are you originally from? Because I know you said that you've been here for only four years. Well, I've been in this town for about four years. Uh, mm -hmm. I've been on and off the U.S. because I'm originally from Sinaloa, Culiacan, Sinaloa. So yes. I grew up there. I was there for like 14 years. And then since I was 17, I've been coming to the U.S. to work and I'll go back. So it's now been about seven years that I've stayed here, like without going back to Mexico. So it's, it's been an interesting change. It definitely is. And it reminds me of my parents because they are also from Mexico. My dad is from Jalisco and my mom is from Michoacan. So they immigrated here and it was a long time before they went back to visit. I believe it was at least 10 years. And so they came to with the aspirations to build a better life. And so it's been a while, but I'm sure you'll get the opportunity once all of this situation settles to go back and visit. Do you plan to do that in the future? Yeah, I would eventually like to go and visit, but right now it's just like, there's not much reason to go and visit down there. Like a majority of my family is here already. So I'm pretty much doing the same thing, just trying to establish myself here, build something here. Cause going back and forward, if you're trying to live a life like that, it's hard to build something there and here at the same time. So I'd rather stay here, honestly. <laughs> No, definitely. I agree. And what is wonderful about this country, there is so much opportunity for everyone with different walks of life. And that is why I love our, our country so much. It is just such a great place as you and I and as our parents came here to look for a better future. So that is really awesome. Yeah. What is your occupation? What do you do for a living? Well, right now, my occupation is like a personal trainer. That's uh, my Full job, my full-time job, mm -hmm. do personal training, and uh, it's been just a couple of weeks, almost a month, I think, since I am becoming a little bit more the manager of the Valley Gym. Just trying to take care of the place a little bit more. I'm still having my sessions with my clients. Definitely trying to expand more into the fitness area. That is awesome, and I know before you came to Valley's, I remember it was a Saturday. And I think it was, I was deadlifting on my way out and I had met you. And then the next thing I know, you're there being a personal trainer at Valley's. And I remember when I, David announced that I was just yeah. so happy because I know that you have impacted so many members there and you're positive. And I can tell just by what everyone else says, but just the, uh, the environment that you've helped create now valleys was already an incredible place and now it's even more incredible and david is so awesome isn't he yeah he's he's a pretty cool guy like the way he goes about his gym and everything that's pretty cool i like it a lot a lot more than the gym that i was before because this one's this one seems more personal you know like you can actually talk to the owner he is involved in pretty much everybody else's life like he knows what's going on in his gym and that's that's pretty dope i like that a lot Yes, I know. And I noticed when I was watching one of your Instagram posts, I believe you were training outside and I thought, oh, is that your home gym setup that you have? And I know you mentioned saying, no, I just moved my stuff. And so it's really awesome that David is able to support you. And that's yeah. one thing I noticed too, that when I was doing powerlifting, he was very supportive in my journey. And so it is really incredible. I agree that the members there and the environment is awesome. And I know you've had also a great part in contributing to that as well. Oh, I, I want to believe so, but yeah, this is a pretty good environment in there, you know, like it's, it's very different to other gyms. Like I said, like I mentioned, like everybody knows each other, they know what they're trying to do and everybody helps each other out pretty supportive of what everybody else is trying to do and that's what makes it a little bit different than other places you know it feels more like a like a family kind of thing you know everybody that is going in there at all different times 
Definitely. I feel like no matter what time you go in, I know when I was going in at 4 a.m., there was a 4 a.m. crew, and then you have the midday crew, and then you have the evening. And so no matter what time you go in there, I know that there's always a positive environment there and members that are supportive no matter what your walk in life is, whether you're an athlete like we are or you're a member as your clients trying to pursue fitness goals starting you know, our journeys. And so I think that no matter where you are in life, there is always such great support, which is why I love valleys. It's such a great place. And you're right. There is definitely not other gyms out there like that. Yeah. That's, that's a good thing. That's, that's what makes it different. That's what we like it. Definitely. And so I wanted to jump in your fitness journey. And so have you always been active most of your life? Can you talk to us about your journey? Well, I mean, I think I've been active majority of my life, but it's been different stuff throughout the years, Stefan. Like, I remember when I was pretty young, um, I used to watch this, like, uh, kickboxing karate movies with my dad. So mm-hmm. I told him I want to go and try it. I want to do some kickboxing, you know? Mm-hmm. So I did that for some years. And that was pretty fun. I still like it to the day. That was pretty interesting. And then I stopped for some reason or other. And then I was like, I like playing basketball. So I used to go and play basketball with my friends. Then I stopped doing that a little bit. And I did skateboarding. I also did that for some years. But in the gym, like since I grew up in Mexico, the gym was something that I never thought about going because it was like really hard to afford going to a gym in Mexico. Mm -hmm. It was not that easy. Mm-hmm. So the, going to the gym is something that started when I started coming to the U.S. because it was a little more affordable. It was something to do. And I definitely want to change the way I feel about myself and the way I look because uh, I, I was just not happy with how I was looking back in those days and how I was feeling. It was just it was just not good at all. So I decided to start the gym. And I mean, since I started, it's been probably seven years already. Yeah, seven consistent years. That is really remarkable. And isn't it interesting how we have that pivot? And I know I heard you say that there was a point where you just said, I want to make that change and being consistent and disciplined and being intentional. I want to make that change and that you've been doing it for seven consistent years. That is really, really awesome. Yeah. And like, it's just, it's, it's difficult in a way because it's like a whole life, uh, change like you have to really change a lot of stuff so family members won't get it at first they'll ask you why you keep going like you already look fine um you don't have to go like why are you looking at your meals like that why are you choosing this why are you choosing that it's not an easy transition but i feel with the years now they just accept it and i'm just the family member that just goes to the gym and does this and that's it there's no more questions about it but at first, it's just like, why are you doing this? You're already too skinny. You're already this. You're already that. But they, they don't get it to a certain extent. It's not that they want to harm you. They just don't they just don't know what's going on. It's just difficult. Right. And I can definitely relate to what you're saying. I know when I started my journey, powerlifting, and then what I'm doing now, transitioning into as a hybrid athlete, my parents were like, what are you doing? What, Laura, what is this? But I think, (laughs) yes. So they're like, especially my mom, she's like, Miha, you're going to get a hernia. You're going to get hurt. Like, mom, I'm fine. It's going to be okay. And so they actually didn't come watch any of my powerlifting meets because my mom and dad would say, we're too scared. We don't want to see all that. And um, I think similarly in my journey, there came a point of acceptance. And I think the major part of it, and I sure, I'm sure you can also agree with this is once they've seen the positive changes inside and out, the confidence and how much stronger mentally and physically, then they were like, I see why I see because of the positive changes. So is that similar to what happened in your journey too? Was there a point where your family saw those positive changes and they said, okay, we understand why you're doing it? Yeah, definitely. Like uh, my family members now, they know why I'm doing it. Like I'm explaining like, okay, I want to do this. This is my goal, you know? So they, they understand it. So now I get to a point where they will ask me for advice in certain things. And I'll just try to give them the simplest advice so they don't feel overwhelmed on stuff. But yeah, now it gets to a point where I tell them like, you know what? I want to compete on these events and this is the weights that I need to get up. So now they're just like, okay, be careful, you know, don't hurt yourself. But 
they understand it. They don't question it as much as they did in the, in the beginning when I was just like seven days out of the week, four or five hours in the gym, which it was excessively at that point. But I just wanted it that, that hard, you know? Definitely. And how incredible is that, that at first they were, it sounds like they were apprehensive about what you were doing. They were questioning, Domingo, why are you doing this for so much to a point to where now you are helping them and they believe in that. They believe in what you're doing. That I bet felt really empowering and it just felt like that validation. I know obviously we shouldn't seek validation from others, but just it's just having when you have your your family has your back and they have that support. It just it feels really awesome. Yeah, it's 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 a lot better, you know, than trying to just uh, keep explaining why. Now they know. Now they're more supportive and they just cheer on you, and which is very good. That is awesome. And I know you are an Olympic weightlifter. So have they watched any of your competitions? Not um. Not competitions because uh, so far I only competed one time last year. Mm -hmm. It was my first one on like Olympic lifting. Uh And, you know, the shutdown happened and there's there's no more (laughs) competitions. And they are kind of like, maybe they will be open, maybe they won't. But I show them videos of what I do whenever I post them or I just go and see them and I'll show them videos. (laughs) And they they seem surprised about what I do. That is incredible. And so if you don't mind me asking, what are some things they say when they're surprised when they're watching those videos? Well, sometimes they're like, oh, how much is that? And then I just tell them the weight and they'll just be like, oh my God, like I couldn't lift like not even a little bit of that. I'm like, okay, I know. (laughs) Yes. And it's super, yes. And it's super impressive. I've seen your videos, the technique I highly respect as I respect any sport discipline that athletes do, but just with Olympic weightlifting, the precision that you have to have in addition to strength, it's really, really respectable. And it definitely never goes unnoticed. I wanted to get into your Olympic weightlifting journey. Can you explain what inspired you to start that? Well, that's, that's, uh, that's interesting because, um, when I started, like going to the gym, I really want to just lose weight, right? I just want to be like good looking. That was it. I want to fit on my 28 or 29 size pants instead of mm-hmm. the 34. Mm-hmm. That was my goal. Mm-hmm. But then I progressed into like wanting to lift a little heavier. So I was just doing a little more power lifting. But one time uh, back in those days, I was watching a lot of videos on YouTube and I came across of, uh, uh, what is his name? Bradley Martin's um, videos. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I was watching him and there was uh, Dimitri Klakov on one of his videos. Mm-hmm. So I, I, was, I was watching that they were doing some overhead pressing stuff and Dimitri was doing like 400 and something pounds push press. And I was just like, how crazy is that, that you're pushing overhead 400 and something pounds that I can barely deadlift. I was like, who is this guy and why is he so strong? So I get the name and I start searching for Dimitri Kolakov and I start seeing, okay, this guy is a weightlifter, which I haven't like pay attention to much during those years. But all of a sudden, I started looking more into it, and like I was so amazed that he was so strong. Like his deadlifts were so good, so heavy, he could put it over his head, which was so amazing. So I kind of left the, the powerlifting alone and dedicated myself a little bit more into like, okay, I want to lift those amounts of weight in that way as well, because it was just so impressive to me how this uh, Dimitri Klokov was able to push so much weight and. It was just like, if it was nothing, like I've been watching Bradley Martin's videos for a long time and he's impressive, but Dimitri Klokov was just like way more impressive with that overhead press. That's how I got into it. It's just researching more on him. That is really awesome. And so can you explain a little bit more? So you said you transitioned from powerlifting to Olympic weightlifting. And so is that a challenging transition or would you say that it's more of a smoother one as far as what you experienced? Well, I think it was, it was, uh, it was a little challenging because weightlifting definitely has a lot of different ways of doing stuff. Like accessory wise is different. Mobility wise is different. It's like, it's not just going from like point A to point B on a vertical line. Mm-hmm. Like there's more technical aspects to it. Like you have to be really precise. You really have to know where that bar is going to land, how you're going to catch it. Do you have the mobility to put it overhead, to do a squat overhead? 
So it was definitely a, a, a difficult way of switching everything that I was used to, like my deadlifts, going from a regular one to a clean deadlift to a snatch deadlift, mm -hmm. um, squatting, trying to just squat heavy. That didn't change a lot, to be honest. Like squatting, I still squat about the same. Mm -hmm. But definitely the, the mobility, the technical parts, not, not injuring yourself because there's definitely a lot more room to get injured on like your wrist joints because I remember two months before the first competition I got very injured on my left wrist and up to this day it's almost been a year I still feel that injury so it's just a difficult one and trying to stay injury free is really hard to do but once you learn it I mean you pretty much uh, you got it there's a repetitive movement as long as you're being safe but it was it was an interesting transition from those Right. It definitely does sound intense, but big props to you for sticking it through. And I'm really hoping that your wrist continues to heal because I know that that could definitely be challenging, especially when, as you said, you're training for a competition and it happens so close to it. And so I'm sure that must have been challenging. And so if there is a powerlifter that wants to transition to Olympic weightlifting, what is one piece of advice you can give to them? honestly just work on a lot of mobility like a lot of mobility i you know like at valley's gym we have a lot of power lifters mm -hmm. and you know sometimes we try to do what other people are doing just yes. to test ourselves a little bit and mm -hmm. i see that their mobility is kind of not where it should be for weightlifting mm -hmm. so it's just mainly just focus on that mobility because the strength they already have it it's just a matter of mm -hmm. being capable of getting into those really tight positions like on a really deep squat where mm -hmm. they don't really go ass to grass i'm mm -hmm. all the way down on my squat all the time yes. So it's just like a lot of mobility work. That's, that's it. That's the key right there. Definitely to keep in mind, if anyone that is tuning in wants to make a transition, if you are a power lifter to Olympic weightlifting, definitely work on mobility. And it also reminds me of the transition that I'm making. As you know, I was powerlifting and now I'm going into being a hybrid athlete where I'm doing a combination yeah. of powerlifting and endurance training because I do have a Spartan race coming up next year and I need to have the strength. But also I noticed mobility when I was, when I do the sandbag carries over the shoulder, I started running with them. Mm -hmm. I noticed that I had to work on my shoulders and the mobility. So I'm doing a lot of that work. And I've noticed that in my transition too, definitely keeping that in mind. So I'm definitely going to keep that in mind too, as I continue my transition. Thank you so much for sharing that. Oh, yeah, no problem. You don't mind me asking, why uh, are you going to leave powerlifting or are you just doing uh, this uh, to keep in it a little bit more? Great question. So um, on my last powerlifting meet, I had an experience mm -hmm. where I had to compete. I had to squat sleeveless, right? Normally, I wear my sleeves, but that day it just didn't work out to wear the sleeves. And so I went through. I did my attempts. So after the meet, I really reflected upon... I want to continue to challenge myself in other areas and I've competed in endurance sports before in high school. I ran cross country and track. So my body is used to running. I remember in high school, I ran nine miles at a time and my colleague at work, she does Spartan races. And so she was sharing her experience and how fun that was. And for me, that's something I was really interested in. So I do plan to continue to powerlift, but to do both types of training to where I'm powerlifting, but also gearing toward doing the Spartan race to see what happens. I know with that, there's several obstacles where I need the mobility. I need the shoulder strength to get through them, to power through them in addition to the endurance, because it is a race. There's about yeah. 10 obstacles that I have to do. And I'm also running for time. So I'm really excited, but I feel like it was just also a much needed change. I feel like I needed that change to challenge myself. Uh, but also just have also reflected that life is very short and I don't want to live with regret of not trying to do this. And so far I've been super excited. I've been doing things that I didn't think I would be doing. Like this morning I was doing some speed rope work with the jump rope. And so, yeah. um, it's just another way I find that I'm fulfilling my life and myself and powerlifting is great. It was great, but I feel like I'm in the process of a transition, I think. And I'm just letting everything play out the way, uh, I feel like it's meant to play out, but it is a change. I know, I know some people have been asking, so what's going on? Are you parallel? What's going on? You're powerlifting. You're doing both things. So I'm trying to ex definitely explore both things and just gearing up for that Spartan race. Oh yeah, that's great. I, I understand that because last year, even though I'm still doing weightlifting stuff, I entered the 
CrossFit Open for 2019. Mm-hmm. That that was uh, that was hell. That was complete hell. Five weeks of hell. <laughs> Definitely. And so, did you? You said you were going to prepare for the CrossFit. Did you compete, or that was just training that you were doing? Oh. Uh, well, in CrossFit, they have the the open, right? So anybody yes. can sign up for it. So I was like, you know what? Let me try it. Let me see where I'm at on this CrossFit. And I signed myself up. It was five weeks. Of, uh, each week had a certain event. So I did all five weeks. Every week was very difficult. There was movements that I was not used to doing at all. Like uh, with the jump rope, those double unders. I... I was bad at them. Like, I couldn't get many of them, but I still tried it. I, I know they had some like um, handstands, walking like 100 meters, something like that, handstand push-ups. So I tried all of those and it was, a, I, I really enjoyed doing them because I was just challenging myself to do something that I don't do on like daily basis. It was new, but also I wanted to compete like against myself and against others, I want to see where I, where am I at? What can I do? Because I don't want to just weight lift or power lift and be known as uh, one thing. Like I can only do one thing. Like I want to be a little more athletic. I did those five weeks and I didn't place that bad, honestly. And overall, it wasn't that bad. That is awesome. And something that you said really now, I feel like I can more fully answer the question that you asked, uh, something that you said really stood out to me that you just didn't want to be known for one thing, for one sport. And I feel like I've had that realization, especially with this 75 hard program. There is a part that I I'm starting to do now, but I'm, Mm -hmm. it's a year, it's part of the live hard program. And in a it's a year program. And in one of the phases, I have to do five minutes of visualization where I'm visualizing, you know, deeply intent. I've been trying to do that right now, a minute or so. And I feel when I do that, I don't want to be just known to powerlift that I want to show that I can do other things that I'm capable of doing other things. And I feel like that is something really profound that you said. And I really appreciate you sharing that because it really helped me solidify what I'm doing I know it was there, but I needed some inspiration to really solidify why I'm doing it. And I think that that'll be really helpful for our listeners if you're tuning in, if you find that you're maybe you're in between things or you're trying to find something that is meant for you, that it may take several sports or several things or several goals to pursue and find it. And so that is amazing that you're doing different things and not just be known to do one thing. And I know it takes a lot of discipline, especially when we're transitioning um, and just going past our comfort zones. Yeah, definitely. And it's, it's always good, you know, like uh, you want to be a well-rounded athlete. Like you don't want to just be able to do one lift or you want to jump you want to run you want to be fast you want to be strong you want to be a little bit of everything but also you want to keep doing what you like doing you know like you're not gonna leave it but try different things be be out there open to different uh athleticism stuff yes switching it up and have you found that it has improved not just in the fitness and physical aspect have you found that in doing so other parts of your life have also been positively impacted? Yeah. You know, like, uh, I think it makes you like, uh, like you were saying at the beginning, mentally stronger, you know, like, uh, you'll see challenges in a different way. You're not seeing, uh, the problem. Maybe you're more looking for the solution of stuff. Like I definitely think that the, the mental aspect is, is really important because if you're not mentally tough, then, you're not going to be able to accomplish a lot of physical things because you really have to be pushing mentally through the pain that your body's feeling or to the, through the situation, whatever the situation may be, you really need to be mentally strong because if you're just going to break down on the first five minutes, then you're, you're out. You're not going to finish anything. You really need to be mentally strong for, for life. Yes. And you've mentioned a lot of things that I wanted to drive home. You've mentioned you're able to attack situations in life going through these struggles in our sports or in our goals or in our fitness journeys. I feel like it 
benefits you in your life because you're mentally strong and you're able to apply that confidence, that strength. Oh, I was able to push through this. Or as you said, you were able to get through that CrossFit journey and know that you have that resilience, you have that grit, that fortitude to overcome anything else in life. And I agree that if in the first five minutes you're done, you're quitting, then you're going to be putting yourself in a situation and a mindset to quit everything else or to let fear stop you from a situation that happens in your life. Because one thing I've learned, and um, I'm sure you've also learned in your life is adapt that life's not perfect. There's going to be situations that we're going to be put into that you're going to have to adapt in order to overcome it, that it's not perfect. Yeah, that, that's going to happen all the time. You're always going to have, there's always going to be a struggle for everything you do in life. So you might as well just start like toughening up and going through those situations, no matter the outcome, because nothing's going to be cherry perfect all the time. There's always going to be something going on. There's always going to be something trying to stop you. But it's, it's on you if you want to keep going and go through it and just learn from it and be better or you just want to stay on that comfort level and never get out there and always be uh, weak in that aspect, you know, like, and then you're going to regret it. So might as well just get out there, get a little bit of strength in you mentally and physically and keep pushing. Definitely. And even if what we're pursuing, as you said, if it's challenging, if we fail, you're learning something and Today, I actually posted something in my Insta story that I said, your struggle is the pathway to the lesson. Yes. So even if you fail, it, you're going to learn a lesson no matter what. If you fail, if you succeed, there's always something to learn. And just having that perspective definitely sets you up to have that growth mindset and to see things in a different perspective. Exactly. Yeah. You're going to learn what to and what not to do next time on that situation. Definitely. There is always something to learn. And so what are your current goals um, in your Olympic weightlifting? Are there any personal records, any PRs that you're trying to accomplish right now? No, yeah, there's, there's always something that I'm trying to accomplish. Um, it's uh, just trying to get my total a little bit higher. You know, last year I finished with a total of 220 kilos. Now I would like to get to 260 kilos so I can get to maybe if I can qualify for like an international competition that would be amazing so it's just been working on getting my totals up without getting injured trying to register for competitions but as you know the shutdown happened and the competitions are always so maybe it's not a for sure thing that they're gonna happen but weightlifting wise yeah just trying to get better just get stronger keep lifting the weight without getting injured that's that's, that's the main goal all the time no, definitely. And I know with your hard work and I've seen you at Valley's working hard and I've seen your posts, you work really, really hard. And I know you're definitely going to get there and we're definitely going to pray that you are doing that injury free for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So I wanted to jump into your business. You have beyond ordinary training. That is your personal training. you train athletes you also have your members so can you tell us more about the journey of how that began or how that started that started um probably a year into me going to the gym because when i was going to the gym i didn't know how to do a lot of things mm -hmm. so me becoming a personal trainer was me trying to learn how to actually work my body without mm -hmm. going through like the random stuff that people tell you in the gym that you should be doing because it's good for this, it's good for that. So mm -hmm. I want to actually like learn the real deal. So mm -hmm. I started learning, I certified myself as a personal trainer and then I was like, okay, I can teach other people how to do it right and not how to waste their time with uh, these diets, uh, these movements or these exercises that are not really working what they think they are. Mm -hmm. So I decided to start my own business and it's just been taking years in the development because uh, you know, have to get a regular job, bills have to be paid. So I can't dedicate all my time to uh, creating a business like that because I need to pay bills and stuff. So it's just up until this point is barely starting to grow just a little bit more. So it's just taking a little bit more time to grow it and i really want to expand a little bit more on that business not just personal training but a little bit more 
Definitely. And I know your members that you put on Instagram, I've seen them. And then I also, Mariela, powerlifting athlete, an amazing athlete. I know she's just incredible. I know I first met her a year ago and just the growth that she has had and just, she's a very, very great athlete. And I know she's going to do amazing things and you're, you know, your clients that I see at Valley's working really hard, the transformations that they've had, it's been incredible. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it just takes time, you know, like uh, uh, I like the, the clients that stick to the process. They don't want just an easy solution because every time I'll sit down with a, with a new client or something, I'll just tell them the truth. You know, I'll be, you know, this is going to take time. This is not going to be an overnight change. So it just depends the client what they're trying to do, but definitely a process for everybody that is not going to be overnight changes. It takes a lot of time and dedication. So that's, that's the main thing. Yes. And I want to echo back what you're saying that it is not an overnight process that is so vital and so important. I think that that just applies to anything in life, whether it be fitness goals, as you do with your profession, uh, with my goals or even goals with my career, the students that I'm trying to positively impact. I think with anything that it is a process that we have to let the process play out. We have to trust the process and give it time. And I think something that I've noticed is that some individuals want it overnight, that it's this fast paced environment with, especially with social media, where it could, it's a it could be a great positive place, but it's also noticed that sometimes it's people want quick, immediate results. And that's not realistic. You can't have overnight results. That's yeah, that's, that's exactly right. Like social media is, it's good. It might motivate you in internal ways, but it's, people have to realize that maybe that person posting that perfect picture on the perfect angle with perfect light. They don't look like that in real life. It's just a lot of like posing, a lot of like uh, filters and they might look good in person, but it also took them a lot of years and they edited that picture. So it could be good and it could be bad. It just depends how they look at it. But yeah, it's not, it's not an overnight process. It's going to take a lot of time. It's like, um, I don't know who was saying that it didn't take you like, five months to get into that shape being a, a couch potato so why do you think it's going to take you like one night to be lean and shredded and with your abs and everything it's going to take probably double triple that time definitely and i wanted to point out two things that really stood out to what you said the first is referring to social media where it's just a small window as you said just a highlight of the mm-hmm. whole life of a person and I know I've noticed and I've been more aware of social media where we're posting the positives, the highlights, which is great, which is amazing, which is inspirational. We rarely find the struggles or, wow, I just had a terrible day or all of those things where it's left out and it's part of life. We have our ups, we have our downs. And so I think you are so right where we have to be very aware of social media where it's the filter, where it's the certain posing where it's the lighting and that we shouldn't use it as a way to put ourselves down or the progress that we've made. And so, um, I've learned that too, where social media is great, but I also have to make sure I don't compare myself in a negative manner to where now I'm feeling bad or we have to be aware of that. And then the second part that you said was with the process that it's not overnight, that it's going to take time and that, Athletes like you, for example, seven years of being physically active to where you are now, and it took you time to build your business. And I'm sure with the goals that you have for your company and for Olympic weightlifting, that it will take years. It will take years. You know, we're saying years. It's in the long run. It's it's a yeah. lifelong commitment. And I think going into that, also being aware helps us be realistic, you know, and goal setting's great. As you said, you set goals with your clients, you set goals with your athletes, but I, I think it's great that you're honest. You're saying this is a process. It's going to take time. We're not taking shortcuts. Exactly. And that's why I like, like for me, like personally, I listen to a lot of like the motivational, like speakers and, uh, like, uh, I like this, um, quote from Matt Fraser, the mm-hmm. CrossFit champion. 
mm-hmm. that uh, he has this documentary or some, it's a short documentary about him. Like he's saying that people see like one week of his life when he's competing and they think that the hype is real, but they don't see the rest of the year, the day in and day out of going to the gym, going to the physical therapist, going to the doctor, coming into the gym again. Like they only have this little window of time where they see like how he performs in a competition, but that's just like a little bit of his, his time, like one week out of his year. But the rest of the year is where he really has to put in the work for that little week to go the way he wants it to go. So it's just like it's just it's just like that for everybody else. It's like how we were talking about the Instagram. If you just see that one picture of that person, they might look that good or they might be that good. But are you seeing the rest of the year when everything is not going right for them, when they are struggling, when they're really making it like hard like when, when you have those days that you don't want to go to the gym but you have to go to the gym because you know you need to be in the gym so people really need to understand that like I me mean, i don't look great i don't look like an, an amazing model but that's not my goal and it's just been taking me seven years and people will say well in seven years you don't look the way you should be looking if you go to the gym every single day so it's just like everybody has different goals everybody it takes time for for everything different so i think i got a little bit drifted there on the topic but no that's right and that's great and I think that this is so helpful for our listeners and it's been really helpful for me to listen to because it's really solidified my perspective and I'm going to be honest with you I used to have that perspective where I would this was probably I would say three years ago that I would look at Instagram and I got I got into that rabbit hole of comparing of comparing and well why is my life now like that why don't I have that house why don't I have a why don't I have a family why am I still just struggle busting as a single mom you know I've Mm -hmm. those thoughts of course came through and I've realized that everyone's in their own unique journey we can still win we can still make it no matter the situation yes there's always going to be someone who's richer someone who is you know has you know a stronger body looks better you know there's always that but we can still win in our respective goals regardless of that and we don't have to compare or we can compare by being inspired by saying wow like you said it took years and we don't see the whole picture i think another part of it is that we're so enamored by the end result that we don't appreciate the process that it takes because you have to also try as as hard as sometimes it is to enjoy the process or to be not even enjoy i would say just be grateful for the lesson i know we talked about learning the lesson through the struggle you know as you yeah. know i get up really early and i've shared this before i get up at 2 a.m to train at 3 30 like i train early you know so i'm in bed early to get up early and i've sacrificed things going out with friends doing things for my goals but I'm not posting that, you know, I'm posting just, you know, the training, the end result, but not the struggles, as you said, where I've had a really rough day at work or I'm having personal problems, but I'm still persisting through. So it's like, we have to be aware that there's so many more layers. Yeah. There's a lot more like the end result is just that the end result, but what got you to that end result is, is the important part. You know, people just like to see the before and after, but what about the during? That during process is the process that made you, you know, if you didn't learn anything in that during process, then the after is not going to be as straight. So the during process is, is very important. It's very important because you're always on a process of something. You're always in that process of either going to somewhere. You're always in the process of building yourself up, building your business up, building your attitude, building everything up. You're, you're always in that process. You're always going to be there. Yes, we're always building. And I know you mentioned the during and I have found that in the during, the skills that you gain or what you do to persevere, to persist is applicable to the future where we've talked about in failures. Well, we know this works. We know this doesn't work. So in the during is where we're really in the trenches figuring out, did this meal plan work? Did this training work? Did, did these 
goals that I've set, were they realistic, where we're really learning and adjusting and where we can apply that in the future where we continue, as you said, we keep building so that during, I would say even is most important than the start and the finish, because that's where the learning takes place. Exactly. That's, that's where you're going to learn who you are and if you're made for this or not, or if you made yourself into what you want to or not so that's that's a very important part of it that's that's a growth right there definitely and it makes me think i really love metaphors and a metaphor that i always come back to is i visualize a mountain i visualize myself overcoming the mountain and at first when i'm coming to the mountain i'm wishing it to go away i just go away i don't even want to try to cross it but it's like now i'm thankful because the lesson that i learned in that mountain it was never it was never about changing the mountain that mountain was meant to change me it was meant to change me to learn the lesson so when i try to overcome other mountains that they'll also continue to change me and give me the skills needed to persevere exactly you'll know now Yes, definitely. And so I wanted, I know we talked a little bit about this, but I think it would be really helpful if our listeners had more insights. I know you talked about unmotivated days. So how do you persist and push through those days as we all have them where we feel super unmotivated? We don't want to go to the gym. We don't want to train. How do you push through them? Well, I think uh, through the years has been different the way I push through those days. Like at first, if I was unmotivated, like I don't think at first I was unmotivated. At first I had a lot of motivation where I was going to the gym every single day for like three, four, or maybe five hours. So I was very motivated the first year. After that, it's like you have to keep finding goals to reach, uh, small little goals. But I definitely had those days where I don't feel like going to the gym. It's just like a drag. I'm sore. I haven't had enough food. So those days, it's just like, it's just like pushing yourself like you have to go in you have to keep doing it like i said i listen to a lot of like motivational speak um speakers like greg plitt i i love listening to greg plitt i had a lot uh, a lot of times where i was listening to him a lot mm-hmm. um just keeps you mentally focused you know keeps you on track lately i listened to david goggins how he pushes yes. himself so for me it was just like learning okay these guys are doing it like how come i can't do it why am I not motivated today? What's going on? So I'll just sit a little bit, just think about what I want to do, what I want to accomplish. How am I going to feel tomorrow if today I don't go to the gym? If today I don't do this, am I going to be happy tomorrow about it? Or I'm just going to be sad and disappointed that I didn't do it today? Because tomorrow I'm going to be like, damn, I should have went to the gym yesterday. But I didn't. So I'm going to be a little disappointed. So just finding those little goals. Like, now for me is an automatic thing like it's so built into my life that it's just a, a daily habit i have to go to the gym it's just no question about it what are you doing today i'm going to the gym what are you doing tomorrow i'm going to the gym again so it's just 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 a goal uh like i said for me just listening to those uh guys speaking like their perspective on stuff that helped me before and it helps me a little bit more now too but i don't need a lot of uh, external motivation anymore like it's so built into me that I I want this goal. I want to be recognized for what I do. I want people to know that I can do this. I want to I want to achieve this goal. I want to go to that competition. I want to just lose a little bit of weight. It's just I have all these goals that I want to accomplish through going to the gym and other things outside the gym as well. So it's just like finding what's pushing you a lot more. Like I said, for me, motivational speakers, that helps a lot. Just seeing their perspective, their struggle. And then I'm like, you know what? I don't have it that hard. They have it a lot more difficult than I do. I can go to a gym today. Definitely. And I want to point out several things. First of all, you are definitely making an impact. You work really, really hard. And I know people see that. People see that in your post. And as you're talking now, I definitely was like, yes, you know, that is you. You work really hard. You're very consistent and dedicated and also helpful, helpful to everyone, even if they're not your client. You know, you're always willing to help, which is really, really admirable. The other thing I wanted to point out, you talked about discipline, where I found too, where motivation sometimes just doesn't cut it. You, the consistent effort every single day has built the discipline. So there are days on those unmotivated days, I agree that we rely on that discipline and that's where it kicks in, where it's like, well, you know what? I'm not motivated today, but I have the discipline built in through time and time and time of doing it consistently. And so that's where I think discipline is really important, especially on those 
base, as we said, where motivation, we can't really, we can't always rely on that because it can, it's not there all the time. That's not a constant, uh, you know, but with the discipline that we've built in, that's what gets us through. The second thing that you mentioned that is really just profound and I think important is the sense of urgency. As you said today, there is no tomorrow. I'm training as if there is no tomorrow. We're doing it today. And I think having that perspective is super valuable, super valuable. If you're trying to push through or start or in your journey, I have found in my journey too having that sense of urgency today, there's no tomorrow really gets a fire going, especially on those unmotivated days. So I agree with you. And also with the motivational speakers, I listen to a lot of that in the morning. That's all I listen to when I'm getting ready to train motivational speakers. I read my books, my self-help books as part of the 75 hard program, uh, to get me in the right mindset. So it's definitely awesome. No. Yeah. Like you said, it's just motivation is going to help you for so much until it just doesn't. So after that is just like, okay, do you really want to achieve this goal or you don't? And then motivation is just not going to cut it no more. And then you're just going to have to be like, okay, it sucks going to the gym today. I'm hurting all over, but guess what? I'm still going to the gym. It doesn't matter. I'm going to put in some work in there. And sometimes you don't even know, like sometimes you don't feel it. And as soon as you start getting into it, it just turns into an amazing session at the gym. You were not feeling it at all. And you came out happy. You came out feeling good about yourself. You came out just uh, a lot in a much better mental state and it just changed your entire day. Yes. And that's something that I've tried implementing. And I listen a lot to Andy Frisella. He's the one who, he's the person who developed 75 hard. And one of his perspectives is win the day, win the day. If you start, start with that win, that workout, just that positive mindset and just continue, it builds on. It's this momentum. It's just that wonderful concept of momentum. You have to start in order for momentum to kick in. And I've noticed that, that it's been a game changer in my perspective in my day where I just like, let's keep the momentum. Let's keep going. Let's keep winning the day. And it comes really down to that. As you said, you either want it or you don't as simple as that sounds, I know, but it's either you want it or you don't. Exactly. Like, I don't know if you have uh, seen or heard about, uh, what's his name? Watson, Will Watson, Wes Watson. He's an ex-con and he created his business into fitness as well, right? Mm-hmm. But his approach to motivating people, it's it's like very rough, very tough. He's going to cuss you out throughout mm-hmm. the whole way. But it's, I like it so much because he's like, He's like, you got to keep stacking W's during your day. Like I wake up at three in the morning. My coffee's already done. I already read so many pages of this book. Like I'm ready to go to a gym. I'm ready to come back. I'm, I'm ready for this day, you know, because he was an ex-con. So his whole experience is like being in the pen and just being taking care of yourself and doing this. And you have to do this. There's no room for doubt. There's no room for you to be like, okay, I'm not going to do it today. No, you have to do it. Like, it's just a matter of like, you do it or guess what? you do it. That's it. I just like his approach to it so much. Yes. And it is, I mean, it is a realistic approach. Life is going to happen with or without you putting the effort in. It's either you, you do it. And it's, like I said, it's quite simple. You do, or you don't, you either do it or you don't do it. I mean, that's what it essentially is. There's no middle ground. There's no, maybe there's no excuses. It either happens or not. And I've learned that it's you. There's no other external, and I know you brought that up. You said that the ex- you've, you've got to a point in your journey where you no longer need that external motivation, that it's all you, and it really shows that you've placed that responsibility on yourself, that it's you. You can't blame anybody else. If you're on your diet, it's you. You can't force everyone else to change the way they're eating. You can't. Like, it's, it's you. And you can't say, well, this person was eating the cupcake or whatever. And so then I joined and ate that saying, no, I'm responsible for myself. And I need to have the discipline to still be able to go out with my friends, enjoy dinner, but still stick with my goals. And that's something that I know it's, it's really important to think about. Yeah. And that's exactly also something that I apply with my clients. Like, um, if, um, say at the end of a month, we do some weigh-ins and for some reason they haven't lost weight, I, I will ask them very like, honestly, okay, 
how's your nutrition been going? What have you been eating? What's going on? Like this shouldn't happen. How many times have you been in the gym? And I understand life happens and there are situations that you can't avoid. You have to work. This isn't that. Life gets a little rushed, right? But mm -hmm. I'm like, you know what? I control on only like about an hour of your day. But then again, you have 23 hours of that day where I'm not going to be there. And either you lie to yourself or you lie to me. And if you lie to me, you're going to be lying to yourself. Because if you tell me that your nutrition was on point, you're coming to the gym and it's not true. And the results are showing that it's not true. You're just lying to yourself. So just recap what you've been doing this month and let's just aim to be a little bit better next month you know like if last month we couldn't do this many meals or we did a little bit too many cheat meals or stuff like that you know what let's set back a little bit let's think what's going on and let's just be better like i'm not gonna baby none of my clients into being better i'm gonna really have a a, a talk with them about reality what's going on like because you have to be taking care of those extra 23 hours of the day Yes. And that approach is really admirable. I really admire that, that you said, I'm not holding your hand for the rest of the time. And it sounds to me that you are trying to coach them to build their habits themselves so that they're autonomous and they're not so dependent on you, which is great. You know, which you want them, you're coaching them as you're helping them and being their personal trainer and mentor. But it sounds like you're also trying to give them the skills to empower themselves so that on those other hours of time that they're not with you, they're held holding themselves responsible and what better way to empower somebody by doing that. I think that is really remarkable. Oh, thanks. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what I try. You know, I'm just, I'm not going to be like, oh, like tough and like talk down on them. No, but I will have that realistic conversation. Like, okay, what's going on? And I'm not telling, don't enjoy yourself. Like you can have food that you like, but just be conscious about what you're having, when you're having it and why you're having it. And how is that going to affect the workout? If you want to have a donut, go for it. But you know, what's going to be the end result of that donut, you know, like be conscious about what's going on, but if you want that result, you sometimes have to say no to a lot of things to get to that place. Yes. And it's definitely those much needed sacrifices. And I like to call them growing pains to where, of course, I right now would love to eat um, pizza and, and all that with the program That's that nice. I'm doing. I can't have any cheat meals at all for 75 days. Yeah. Um, and since I'm committing myself to a year of this, I'm, it's actually might be longer. So, um, you know, a, a, something that I know that I turn to is just visualization of, you know, this is for the greater good, seeing the bigger picture of how much stronger I'm going to be mentally in the discipline part. But I definitely understand that to where there's a time and place to enjoy things. But what I really liked what you said is that be conscious of the consequence that will happen of your action to where you're saying, I'm not stopping you, but I'm telling you that if you're going to have that cheat meal, you're going to have that donut, you will know the consequence. Yeah. You will know what's going to happen. I'm not, you know, this isn't false advertisement, which I think is good. I mean, it's, it's reality, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, and that's how it should be. And fortunately my clients know, and they have learned that they can have this, they can have that what they want, but they should be conscious about the outcome of it. And that way, at the end of a month, they can't be like, well, why am I not losing this amount of weight? Why am I not losing this amount of fat? And we go back to it. Okay, you remember this day, what you had this day, the days that you weren't in the gym, the days that you were just at your house not doing much. Those days are what's causing this. So, and they understand it, they get it, and we can just keep moving forward. We are not going to look back into what happened, what went wrong that much. We're just going to analyze it, learn from it, and move on. Right. And you said a few things, analyze it, learn from it and move on. And it's the fact that you're not giving up on them. When you do good, you also let them know, okay, this is much better than what was before you're doing very good. Let's keep it up like this. So, you know, also finding that balance in between, okay, we're correcting this. We're trying to get better at this, but you're also doing really good on this other thing. So just keep up that good work on that area as we try to get this other area to be better. Yes, definitely. And I know you'll continue to have a lot of success with your members and just yourself developing um, as a personal trainer and a coach. It's really, really awesome. You are very busy. You have your Olympic weightlifting training. You have your business that you're trying to do. How do you stay balanced and organized? Oh, that's, that's a hard one, honestly, because like 
like uh what you see on my instagram is just a little bit of it like i think you follow me on my other instagram right the yes one with, with art stuff yes so it's trying to manage a business then try to help out at the valley gym with, with the keeping it clean and keeping it organized and all of that um then coming home and trying to do some artwork so it's definitely finding the time to do a little bit of everything like i'll schedule some time for i'll, I'll schedule my sessions so i know what i'm doing in those sessions like uh if people because i'm barely starting to do some tattoos on people so i'll schedule them into my schedule and find the times but it's definitely hard to find a lot of times but also i have days where i have a lot of freedom so that's the good aspect of uh, having your own business that you find those times to really be free and enjoy your days yes i think it's definitely important and i know for me if it wasn't for google calendar i don't know what i would do i mean if you look if i would show you my google calendar it looks pretty intense i mean color-coded everywhere but i also agree that i do a lot and i even put it in my calendar this is laura's time like just where I don't, I just relax for a little bit. I think it's important. We have to recharge. We can't constantly be going, 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 going. You know, Um, I know you mentioned training seven days a week. I also train seven days a week as well, but I do give myself some time to just not worry about work and just do some try to do some fun things. Um, even though I know when I say that people are like, Oh wait, you actually have fun because I'm so, you know, intense in what I do, but I do, (laughs) I do schedule, um, some time to just rest and just relax and, and recharge, you know, because I know we, (laughs) yes, we do need that. I don't want to burn out for sure. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And that's very important. Like you need that time for yourself to just calm down and get your mental state like on a baseline level, because if you're always like revving it high, then stuff is going to break down on you. You're not going to get the results you want. And you really need to calm down a little bit, just relax, chill for a little bit, and then get that new, new, uh, fresh mindset again. Yes. And that's something that I've struggled with. And I think it's a few things where it's might be a mom thing where I'm, I feel guilty, but I've learned, no, that's, that's not okay. Like do not feel guilty about taking time because I believe that if I don't take care of myself, then I can't take care of everyone else around me who depends on me, uh, at work, the individuals I'm leading at work, my son, my family. So I think it's really important that I do that. (laughs) Yeah. Most definitely. It's very important. If you don't take care of yourself, then it's going to be really hard to take care of uh, other people that depend on you. That's, that's for sure. Definitely. And if you don't mind me asking, I know you said you plan things to fun activities. Is there anything in particular that you want to share that you plan on those days that's fun or relaxing or a way for you to recharge? Uh, Well, uh, sometimes those days I'll draw or I'll paint or I'll just hang out with my brother or stuff like that. You know, sometimes I'll go play basketball just a little bit, or sometimes I just don't do anything at all. I just sleep because I'm tired. (laughs) Yes, I've had those days. And it's this ongoing joke that I share with my friends. I tell them, I just want to sit and look at the wall just for like five minutes and not do anything. And they they laugh, but there's days where I've done that. Yes, I've just, I want to lay in bed for an extra hour at the ceiling and just not worry about it so yes i know um it's definitely needed and much 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 needed in our journey for sure and so i wanted to ask you if you could give one piece of advice or many pieces of advice if you wanted to share that for anybody that wanted to get a jump start in their fitness journey what is something they could do to get that great jump start well, I think the one of the most important pieces of advice that I can give is that if you're going to start and it's like your very first time stepping in a gym or in a fitness facility, whichever you might enjoy, it's like stick with it. You know, the process is going to be long. You're going to make a lot of mistakes. There's going to be days you're not going to feel good. You're not going to see the results that you want in that first month, two months, or maybe up to a year. But if you stick with it, you're going to get there eventually you're going to learn how to get to the point where you want to be at. And you're going to look back into your first times into a gym, into whatever fitness facility you're going to. And you're going to realize that you have changed a lot, not just physically, mentally, you're going to be way stronger. You're going to feel way better, but you have to stick with the process and not look for the easy solution out because that easy solution out does not exist. And it's just not going to be as good as actually sticking to the real process and just really changing your life. 
think that's the most important piece of advice I'll give you. <laughs> yes, definitely. I agree with you. Momentum. Keep going yeah. and consistency. Do it, do it, do it, and then do it some more. I think that is exactly. super helpful. <laughs> and I think keep doing it. Yes, just keep doing it. You either do it or do it. And so, yes, I appreciate you sharing that. And I know our listeners definitely will benefit from that. You just have to do it. And I know you and I, the way we're saying it, it's simple, but it really, it is that simple. Just, just do it. Yeah, just do it. Like, honestly, don't even think about it. Just get up, go and do it. And then just do it again tomorrow. Just don't even hesitate on thinking like, should I, shouldn't, shouldn't I be doing this? No, just go for it. Go for it. Tomorrow is not promised. Just do it today. Definitely having that sense of urgency is really important to remember. What is your social media, Domingo, so that we can follow your journey? Well, my fitness ones, I have uh, beyond ordinary underscore official. Mm-hmm. That would be the Instagram for my personal stuff, my personal lifting. Mm-hmm. And my business one is beyond ordinary official, no, beyond ordinary training. Mm-hmm. That one is where I post stuff about my business, stuff about my clients. If I want to talk about a subject, I'll post it there. Those are the two. Now, if you're interested in art and you want to follow the art one, that one is uh, Mingo and it's like M-I-I-N-G-O-O, something like that. I believe yes. so. Yes. Uh, so that one is for just art stuff. That I, I only do art stuff in that one. Yes. And I know I've been following. And so I've been telling Mariela, Mariela, when I get my first tattoo, when I get the courage, I'm going to, I'm going to tell Domingo to do it. And so oh, I told her great. when I get the courage to get my first tattoo, I have to think about, first of all, what I want, right? Yeah. I was telling her when I think about what I want, then I'll tell yeah. him. And I had, I think I joked, I told her this, oh yeah, in 2030, when I get the courage, I know Domingo will be ready. Yes, no. And um, fam, I definitely will link Domingo's information in the podcast notes, his pages where you can follow him. And I've seen his artwork that he does. And I'm not joking. I'm being serious. When I do get the courage, I'm going to definitely go to you for that first tattoo. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. I'll do my best on that one. Of course. Thank you so much, Domingo, for being on, sharing your journey. I've learned so much. A lot. You've really helped me validate a lot of things that I was trying to weed through in my transition that I'm doing. So I do appreciate that. And I know that you are inspiring so many people and your clients I know are so thankful. And I know Mariela speaks highly of you. I talk about her powerlifting training with her and she just is so thankful that you are there in her corner helping her succeed in her goals and her endeavors as well in powerlifting and just you're an overall great person and I highly highly respect you no thank you very much uh for having me like it's it's uh really nice really dope uh, just uh getting here talking about stuff I really appreciate you having me just to say some stuff out here that's that's pretty nice I like it a lot thank you very much Laura No, of course, you're very welcome. Thank you for being on.